This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. When you're a pro, your reputation is built and proven over time. That's why the Home Depot carries Loctite PL Premium Max construction adhesive, the strongest on the market. It stays 100% solid after curing. It won't develop air pockets. And like your reputation, it holds up over time. Right now, get 12 or more for the bulk price of only $8.53 each. Loctite PL Premium Max at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of March 26th. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined on the line late night. Uh, this is Defeated Podcast Hours. Assad, Mr. Swarlazers, what's good? Not much, not much. Are you worried about the Raptors? People are worried about the Raptors. In game you know, 74 of the season, people are worried about the Raptors. Well, like, there's only so many days left, and I'm not getting a Popeye's free tenders notification on my phone, so I'm a little worried. Yo, let's be real about that, though. The Raptors have made a lot of threes recently. Yo, I had to, I, I haven't gone to the last two of them, because, like, I was just gaining too much weight. Okay. Dog, it's, that's it's Kyle Lowry's fault, man. Kyle Lowry is single-handedly yeah, giving you, like, four or five threes a game. Yeah, and then CJ Miles, when he was healthy, was dropping, like, he had the 6-3 game or whatever, and I was like, man. Yep. Man, he's trying to lose weight. That's what it is with the Raptors, man. The rounder the, the player, the, the more wet their jumpers are. Yes, sir. Yeah. You think Kyle Lowry's uh, cashed in his own um, Popeyes? You see, I, I asked, uh, who did I ask? I asked Alex this, actually, Stephen okay. Braun. I asked, him, I asked him if any of the Raptors bench mob mm-hmm. um, cashes in, like if they cash in the Popeyes tenders. Yeah. And he said, oh, they're millionaires, so they wouldn't. But I personally think Fred, 100% Fred VanVleet catches in Popeyes Whoa. every single time. Bro, explain the cake. Explain his birthday cake. Yo, so Fred, uh, Fred on his 24th birthday, I think it was, uh, he posted an Instagram story of, uh, like, his cake. And, yo, this is the cake that you get at Superstore, Loblaws. Um, anyway, you know that $12 <laughs> Oreo cake, like the knockout, like the one that's got, like, the little mini Oreos on top? Everyone knows. It's a $12 cake. It's the cheapest birth- full birthday cake that they have. Like, full cake. It's not birthday. And you can get them to write the thing for free on it. Mm. That's what this man got. And I'm like, yo. The guy, like, he legit just went to the Sobeys across from the ACC. Yep. 
Because I'm sure he lives in one of the Raptors' apartments, like Guaranteed. from from the <laughs> from the from the organization. And he's like, "Happy birthday!" Yo, listen, Fred. The the money's coming, Fred. Don't worry. The money's coming. All right. You're about to be Norman just a second. Don't worry. That's three bet on yourself wristbands right there. Twelve dollars plus tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to make sure some of the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> was sold before you could buy that cake, yo. <laughs> also, just uh, today I was watching the Raptors Instagram story, and I was watching Fred Bambley shoot. And the one thing I noticed is he wears um, Lowry's Adidas shoes. Okay. Which are 100% free from Lowry. Yeah, definitely. Bro, yeah. you know he's just taking Lowry's whole identity, right? Like, Yep. He's going to be best friends with DeMar soon. Like, soon, like, Lowry's just going to have his life taken from him. Like, it's 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 going to be, like, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind scenario. Yeah, man. Um, All right, let's talk about the Raptors. We got we got to fill whole hours of Raptors talk. Uh, People are worried about the Raptors right now because, um, you know, they just look kind of – well, it's not – they look. They have played – uninspiring basketball for a while. They've still gotten wins, which I feel like that speaks to the fact that Raptors fans are a little bit spoiled, you know, like, oh, crap, they're winning games not in the right way. How dare they? But, I mean, at the same time, uh, if you look at it sort of as a trend, the Raptors have not, you know, produced the type of results that have necessarily inspired confidence. And, you know, even when they win, they don't look that great uh, in the cases of Brooklyn and, and Dallas and, um, I mean, a lot of these games, Orlando, um, and then recently they've also started losing, which is also really thrown people into a whack because the Raptors straight up didn't lose for a long time. Um, you know, they lost to the Clippers on Sunday. They lost to OKC last Sunday and, uh, they lost most importantly to Cleveland, which is a whole thing. So, um, Asad, are you worried about their performances right now? Or are you just saying that this is late season malaise fatigue? Uh- I'm pretty worried. I I expected them to win every game this season, to be honest with you. Yeah. 82 and 0, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that they didn't get that, they should, they should just fire Dwayne Casey. Yeah, fire Dwayne Casey. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's the worst coach in the league. Worst coach in the league by far. What, what is he doing? He's putting Jonas on the bench. That's the problem, man. That's ridiculous. How could you, how could you put Prime Shaq on the bench? How? Bro, you, you know he's gonna play through that foul trouble for sure. Yeah, I mean, he might have four fouls in like ten minutes, but you know, he had to play the whole game. Got to put him out there. Yep. But no, on, on a serious note, like they what? They won seventeen out of eighteen games prior mm-hmm. to this little skid. Mm-hmm. They're playing a ton of games. Like as much as it's an excuse, like fatigue sets in, and like mental fatigue has to set in. Like, what is this team playing for right now? Like they're four games up on the two seed. No, no, and- they're, they're, yeah, they're three and a half now. Three and a half, Come which on, is still man. like, and they and but they're they have two us. games. Terry Rozier, yeah. they have two games to play against like a injured Celtics team. So, like worst case, like they end up tying, and then even then, you they have to question it's like, do we really want the one seed versus the two seed? Because what's the one seed versus two seed going to matter outside of like you don't know where Cleveland's going to fall, you don't know where Philly's going to fall. I'm not, I'm not told. Like I'm sure they want to win every game, but like. I feel like it's starting to set in where they're because the games that they've gotten up for, like they've, it's not like they didn't get up for the Cavs game or they didn't get up for the oh, well, the OKC game was yeah, that was an offensive, that was like just OKC was firing right. Yeah, I mean, Westbrook had one of his best games yeah. I've ever seen, man. Just yeah. like LeBron had one of his best games I've ever seen. And they also got up against Houston, like they they showed yep. up for those games. So like against competitive teams, they've shown up. I don't think they haven't not shown up. Mm-hmm. 
But also, I think the flip side is like you have to just look at like it's that time of year where you're playing teams that actually have something to play for. Like right, tonight, right. like if um, sorry, like if the Clippers lose, they basically they aren't gonna make the playoffs. Like they might still not make the playoffs, but they're like fighting, dying for their lives. Well, the Raptors like, oh, you drop a game, ah, whatever. Yeah. So, so I think so you're not worried of that. I'm not worried about no. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm definitely with you there. I feel like a lot of results in March, um, which is why you should never take March stats into, um. You know, too much of a, you know, uh, like just don't put too much stock in March stats because like this is at this time of the year, like a lot of results are predicated on the motivations of each team heading into each game. So you could tell sort of like, you know, what the result's going to be. And there's pretty much like three types of teams. There's like tanking teams that want to lose, right? And like they'll find a way to lose those games, period. Like look at the Grizzlies. Like <laughs> they lost like 60 points. And then the next game they were like, Tyreek, go home. We don't need you. We got to make sure we lose again by 60 points. Um, and then you're like, look at Dallas, right? Like they could have easily won that game in Toronto, but you know, they decided to, uh, to bench some of their best players for no reason because you know, they're tanking. And then you have teams like, uh, the Raptors, um, you know, and even the Warriors and a couple, like there's not that many teams that are completely secure, but like, you know, there's not that much to play for. Uh, and then you have teams in the middle that like, you know, either they're either playing for playoff contention or, you know, playoff seeding or just trying to get into a rhythm. Like those teams are the ones that generally win a lot. And that's why you had like in the middle of the season, you had like the Pelicans won like double digit games and like 11 games. Um, the Blazers won like 13 games in a row. Like the Rockets had a crazy win streak. The Raptors had a crazy win streak. And, you know, like that's just kind of is what it is right now. Um, Personally, I would like to see the Raptors take the Rockets approach, whereas like the Rockets are like, nah, we lost one game, but we're still gonna win. Like, you know, if it wasn't basically between the Raptors lost, the Rap- the Rockets would have won 27 games in a row if they didn't lose to the Raptors. Like, that's the kind of focus they have. Um, I would kind of like to see that out of the Raptors, but I mean, at the same time, it's kind of understandable where the Raptors are right now. Um, are you concerned that the, the defense has slipped to like league average? Um, of late, in in the month of March, they're 14th that's, in defensive that's rating. The, that's the thing I'm not concerned because like defense literally is an effort thing, and it's not like they have like they've shown stretches of games where they turn it on, okay, and like they'll zone in, so like it's there. Like it's not like these guys forgot how to play defense. Like yeah, it might have slipped a bit. Like I know OG and Serge have shown a little bit of rust now, mm. but with Serge, we know what that is. Like you just got to throw him in like. You just gotta throw him in some ice water for like three, four days. Serge got arthritis, bro. Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's got arthritis all over his body. Yeah. But like, the things that's been like, the only things that I've seen that have been a little concerning is just kinda like, alright, we're getting near the end of the season. Like, DeMar's starting to look a little ragged. Mm. Like, yeah. he looks tired on his drives. He's getting like, the one thing that kinda shows is the frustration. Yep. So, like, he's getting frustrated because he's not getting to the spots he wants to, and, like, they're ending up in turnovers or uncalled fouls, and he's getting angry. Mm-hmm. But that anger is, like, partially, I'm pretty sure, is just him getting angry at himself because it's just not working out. Because I think it was, like, a while, I think it was a week or two ago in the middle of that streak where DeMar was looking just, like, crazy fast on the court. Like, he was just yeah. beating by everybody. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like he's beating guys, but they're able to get a hand on the ball. And it's going out of bounds. Instead Look of at him today, bro. He had that inbound yeah. play where he was like cutting to the rim, and he like got called for a charge. I've never even seen that before. Yeah, someone he just cut into the get... rim, and someone getting you know a charge out of that. That's... Yeah, he got he got his steps wrong. He didn't have the speed, and he just yeah. like bumbled the ball. And I'm like, oh man, this guy is tired. 
Yeah, he's tired. And so, plus, like, when he gets fouled now, he's, like, laying on the floor and dying. Like, he looks like he's dying after every call. Yeah. <laughs> he's tired. You're right, he's tired. And you know what? I think the biggest thing with that is also, like, he's shooting a lot more jumpers. Um, It feels like uh, he's, like, almost settling for bad shots. Like, in the Nets game, I thought he was settling. His rhythm in the Nets game was really off. And yeah. same thing against the Clippers, man. I mean, he had a really tough game. I think he had, what, 11 points against the Clippers? Like... You know, it's not like DeMar has not, is, has forgotten how to score, but it's just, what did DeMar have? Yeah, 11 points on 3 of 12 shooting. Yikes. But, um, yeah, I mean, the other guys I'm more concerned about, I think DeMar is going to be fine. I think it would be nice if DeMar can, like, rev it up and, like, you know, lead the team and get some days off and, and rest and come back with a couple of games like he had earlier in the year where, you know, Beginning of the game, he comes out, he scores like 14 points in the first quarter, and then he's dishing it off to other players, and he's setting the tone early for the team, and you know, whatever. I, I obviously, DeMar has it in him, and I think a couple of days of rest will really do him a lot of good, but the two guys I'm, I'm more concerned about, uh, that you mentioned earlier are Serge and OG, because they're the two most important defensive players in our starting lineup, and of late, the two of them have been, uh, exposed, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, I think with OG, it's again like this is another thing where it's like, um, it might be a rookie wall, but it's also like, I think ankles are tricky. Okay. So like this, every time I see guys come back from ankle injuries, they're just slow for like two, three weeks. Mm. And OG JV. was slow. Yeah, JV was slow for two, three weeks, and we were just destroying him. Like, man, this guy can't move on the court. Well, I mean, that's not just the ankles. <laughs> anyway, yeah, keep going. But yeah, no, like OG, like I. I think he'll be fine. I don't really can see a concern. It's like like his shooting dropping off is whatever. Like he'll get his sea legs under him again. He'll be okay. But like the one thing that was nice to see, he's driving still. Like the confidence is still there on offense. Defensively, I think he'll be fine once his legs come back under him. I don't think his legs are gone for the season by any means. Mm. Um, on Serge's part, I, that guy just needs to rest like four days. Bro, Surge. Like, just give him the week off. I don't like. He has three. We have three days till the next game. Just give him that game off. What are we playing, Boston? Uh, yeah, we playing the 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 Nuggets and yeah. the Celtics. It's... Like honestly, I would, I would, I would just rest. I'd, I'd take, I'd give him the Nuggets game. The thing is, he didn't have that. I, I assumed him and Demar would both sit that one game they rested before the Cavs game. Mm. And he Orlando. did, which was re- that was really weird to me. I guess he has to play in Orlando because his daughter's there, right? That's why, man. I think that's yeah. exactly it. Damn. I really want to yeah. give him that day off, though. Seriously, yeah, I mean, I, he I wasn't really, even good in that I game really either. Thought, yeah, I really thought he was gonna have that day off. That's why I was confused when he played. I was like, oh. But yeah, I assume like like I, I would love for them to get sixty wins. Like I've been calling the Raptors to get sixty wins for the last like four seasons. So it would be great for me. But they gotta go six I and think, two, man. Yeah, I think it's gonna be more of a fifty-eight. Because they, they just gotta they gotta rest three games. I think they just need to like Demar and Serge give them like three three games off. So what, you're you're, eight. you're not worried about Serge then? Cause, no no no. Because the, the jumper, the like if you look at his jumper, his just legs are done. Like it's all legs. He's just dragging his legs. He can't get him set. And like the one thing, I'll, I'll here's the one thing. Like people are like, oh my god, why is he still shooting? I think yeah. it's important that he keeps shooting. The one thing is Kyle Lowry keeps feeding him, and he's force feeding him those shots. There were a couple possessions where it was like Serge missed an open shot. Lowry came down, uh, called a high screen roll with Serge again, ran the same pick and pop, gave him a jumper, missed it. Called, came down the next possession, did it again to get him an open three. Serge didn't take it that time because he pump faked. 
and then Lowry ended up taking a three off screen. But like that was the same thing that Lowry did with JV when JV lost confidence back in December. That's true. If you remember, the next game Kyle came out and he just fed JV like the first four possessions of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but JV was like more demonstrably down on himself. Serge doesn't really show it, you know what I mean? Serge is just cool, collected. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I can sh- I can stick it up on the court. It's fine. <laughs> just come no, back. I, you can see it a little bit. I think Serge now he's like, you could see it in a couple of jumpers that he was thinking about it a lot more. Mm. And after he was shooting it, like he would land and it would like you can just kind of tell off a shooter like if he has he was holding the ball an extra second before he'd snap. Like where he's trying to really force the action, just get something, and he was just getting back rim, front rim, every part of the rim. So eh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Like they'll give him some rest. He'll come back with fresh legs and he'll reset. Like people have slumps. Yeah. Look, I'm confident Serge can come back eventually. I think. Yeah. The time off for Serge is going to be huge, man. Because he just. I mean. It's been a jam-packed part of the schedule. I mean, I keep saying it. Like, it feels like it's an excuse. It's not a blanket excuse for all the results. Like, sometimes the Raptors just flat out lose and they don't play well. Yeah, they play like crap. It's a real issue. Yeah, they they deserve to lose today. Like, even when they made that comeback, when they like cut it to like four points or whatever before Lou Williams decided, like, no, I'm taking this game over. Um, it was like this is this is ridiculous. Raptors shouldn't win this game. And like, I have had that feeling for a lot of these games, which, you know, um. With Serge though, like it is, it is really concerning because look, I think defensively, if he, right now he looks kind of, he's just looked bad for a while because he hasn't played center in a while. Like Serge doesn't really look good defensively unless he plays center. Like he's fine-ish when he's playing fours. Usually fours on the perimeter now. He's you know when he's healthy and when he's given rest, his feet are kind of nimble enough to do that, but. Of late, he's like, when he's guarding on switches and stuff, man, he's looked really bad. Like, J.R. Smith rocked him. Uh, George Hill rocked him. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie kind of made him look bad. So, like, these switches and of what Serge is doing is, is just not looking good. And, you know, one point that my buddy Wolfon made was, like, you know, you look at last year when we first got Serge in that game against um, Boston out of the All-Star break. Remember how Serge was, like, switching onto Isaiah Thomas and his feet were very quick and... He's playing a lot of five, and they were switching a lot, and he was able to contain a lot of penetration that way. Like, he's just – we haven't seen many of those moments from Serge this year. I think that concerns me, especially in a Cavs series. Yeah, even then, like, I think, like – like, my biggest thing with Serge is, like, if he gets a chase down block in the first or second quarter, yeah. you know he's good. Because that usually means his legs are good. And those are always, like, oh, two or three days of rest, Serge is, like, everywhere. Mm. And that's usually the, that's usually the barometer. I'm really, like – I honestly think it's just rest with him. Okay. Yeah, I hope like, so. I, think, I hope so. Because, like, usually with aging players, like, I don't ever, like, like there's fall-off year to year. Mm. But within the season, I don't think there's usually fall-off. Where it's just kind of like, like, you can cure it with the rest. So, like, yeah, surge maybe a year, a year and a half from now is probably going to be a problem. But I think it's fine this year. Like, he'll be good with the rest. I'm pretty confident on that one. Okay. And then OG. Eh, man, he's young. What you gonna do? Sometimes you have crappy games. OG, look, this was, the thing with OG is like I look at it like how Siakam was last year, right? Like Siakam gave the Raptors like maybe like twenty decent starts, and then like you know twenty like ten okay starts and ten bad starts, and then at, at that point he was like, I'm done for the year, bro. I'm just gonna go to the G League. I'm gonna win you know Finals MVP, and I'm gonna come back a completely different player the next season. Like OG yeah. given us the Raptors like almost the entire season like fifty good starts. Like, and 10 yeah. okay ones. Like, that's amazing for a rookie. And, like, I, I don't know, like, how much we could just keep expecting that to be, like, um, 
Like, I don't know if we could take that as a given. Yeah, and I don't. The thing is, like, people are expecting OG to be like, oh, he's gonna be the LeBron stopper for us. He's gonna be our number one defender on the way. It's like, yeah, you know what? I think when the playoffs come around, it's like one. I think Casey's gonna have a short leash, anyways. Mm. So if it's not working, they'll pull him. He's already got a very short leash with OG. Yeah. So it's fine. Like, if he's not going to work, he's going to pull him. But what I think is, like, where OG's going to shine is, A, he's going to start getting – he's going to be able to get some rest. He'll be able to see from the bench what's going on. And I think in a series, it's easier to correct mistakes rather than, like, in the regular season where every team's a new team. Yeah. So I think come playoff time, like, OG, he might not – he's not going to start every game maybe. Like, maybe he does work. Who knows? Maybe he's a rookie match. Hopefully he works. does because but otherwise – he does. That'd be great. If not, like, I could totally see him coming in, him maybe not being that useful in the first round, but then in the second round against the Sixers, it's like, oh, OG can just guard Ben Simmons. We're going to need, I mean, if we play the Sixers, we need OG in that series. Yeah. And I think he'd be fine in that series. Yeah, I mean, I also just don't think Ben Simmons is going to be that big of a problem in the playoffs. Because if you can't shoot... And I'm not saying Ben Simmons is not a great player. Of course he is. Yeah, of course he's great, man. Didn't, he, you, see him, didn't you see him tell that player the other day that you can't guard me? You know you can't guard me? Sure, the guy was some D-league guy playing for the Memphis Grizzlies, but, you know, he probably can't guard him. Yeah, listen. <laughs> it's okay to tell the truth. It's it's okay. <laughs> the only time, I, yeah, honestly, that I, anytime anyone says you can't guard me, I'm always reminded of Bradley Beal screaming at Kyle Lowry. When Kyle Lowry was just like a fat <laughs> little dumpling and, like, Bradley Beal was like, you can't F with me. You can't F with me. And, like, the rap is getting swept, and Kyle Lowry's like, I can't. I can't F with you, man. I can't. Kyle Lowry really averaged six points in a series, eh? Yo, yo, listen, Kyle Lowry lost, like, 65 pounds after that last that series. Bro. Yeah, man. That Every was single so morning bad. he woke up, and he saw Bradley Beal <laughs> screaming at him, and he, 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 like, I don't know, drank a milkshake or something. Yeah, that's actually, okay. To be honest, the most the most encouraging part of all this losing has been Kyle Lowry looks goddamn amazing. Yo, exactly. This dude is like in prime form. Dude is just nailing every Mm -hmm. shot, and they look clean. Like it's not even like a question. Dude, that Nets game, like, holy shit! Like, yo, he's moving off the ball. He's like catching it. He's it's smooth. Like his legs look really strong, man. Like, and the best part is like he misses one or two, and he's like, hold up, that rim's crooked. Yep. Kyle is a genius. Like, Yo, I don't, can we, we, don't can really we talk about enough, can man. we talk about uh, what it takes to be an equipment manager in the NBA? Because like they brought the leveler out, mm. and the guy's like, "All right, what do we do to fix the rim?" And he just goes, puts his arms, and just yanks the rim really hard the other direction. Yep, mm. there, there you go, it's fixed. I'm like, "There's no screwdrivers involved, no like." And then the ref's like, "You gonna check if that's level again?" He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." Puts it back up. He's like, "Oh, it's the wrong way, I guess. Uh, let me put it back." I'm like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Yo, wait, is, is that actually how it happened? Because I, I watched the next game, and I fast-forwarded through that part. Yeah, like... <laughs> he just yanked it? Yeah, the, he put the leveler on it, he's like, oh, it's off. So he just grabs it by both hands and just, like, does a yank, like, right hand down, left hand up, really hard. He's like, oh, look straight now. Bro, that thing's supposed to, like, sustain, like, Joel and B dunking on it and shit. Like, JV exactly. dunking on it. It was like, wild. I'm like, I thought there'd be, like, what? a screwdriver involved or yeah. something. Like, one tool. But nah, man, just... <laughs> just a level, okay. Wow. I mean, shit, it was a Nets game. Who cares? But still. Um. Oh, yo, the one, the one other, the one other thing I want to talk about. And look, when we're saying like all this losing, it's not a big thing, right? Like sometimes you just gotta make a TV, you just gotta make a podcast because 
realistically, none of these things are such big issues that, like, you know, oh, my God, it might change everything. Like, no, it's obviously the Raptors could be playing better, of course, but, like, we know they can play better. And realistically, let's get a grip of ourselves. They've, they've lost three games, like, in the last, like, week. It's not a big, big thing. They've lost three of the last five, I think. Hey, man, they're, like, 18 and four in their last 22. That's... How how could you? Man? How fire Dwayne Casey, bro? Get him out fire of here. Fire Dwayne Casey. Yeah, honestly, fire Dwayne honestly. Casey. What what is he doing? Coaching and playing all these random lineups. Yeah. Like what in the world doesn't he want to win this current game? Look, I'm just a twenty something. Um, I'm just a twenty something on the internet with little to no back basketball background. But since Dwayne Casey isn't doing what I think is right, he needs to be fired. ASAP. Yeah, we have the best front court in the league. Why don't we just play all our front court players together at the same time? Okay, and go big when teams go small, all right? <laughs> punish them, man. <laughs> just physically punishment, all right? If you're going to just have the five players, just like completely just hold them and, and, and sit on them and stuff. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, though, was that Cavs game. Um, I don't know. First of all, do you take anything away from that Cavs game, given the circumstances? Uh, not much. Okay. What do you take away from the Cavs game? Uh, the only thing I took away is that the Cavs look uh, happy again, and that's kind of scary. Yo, here's the thing. LeBron has been playing at a ridiculous level for 15 years, and but especially in the last month. And having oh, Kevin Love back. Year? I didn't know. Yeah, I have no idea. No, it was bro, it's, it's nonstop. It's nonstop right now. Um, but, yo, that the fact that he's got Kevin Love back, um, LeBron looks thrilled, and Kevin Love looks happy too. It feels like LeBron, when LeBron is on the same page as with Kevin Love, the Cavs are really deadly, man. Because like, the only thing, it scares me so much when they're happy, because when they're happy, then they don't give a fuck about you, and then, like, that yep. irrational confidence kicks in. And that's when LeBron starts spinning the ball in front of your face. Yo, but, <laughs> yeah, the irrational confidence is really, like, it's, it's really terrifying. Like, th- that game, a lot of that game was swung because J.R. Smith decided to just randomly shoot every single shot from the left corner, and he made all of them. And, and George Hill and, was driving and, and to the rim, he took bro. Twos. He didn't even take threes. He took twos. Yeah. He said, fuck it, I'm going to take a long two. Yep. Yep. And LeBron's oh, LeBron. Man. Like, we all know that, right? Yeah. But, um, I, the only thing I took from the Cavs game, really, is just, like, defensively, the Raptors really need to invent some new... um, Not re- invent, but it's just a bad matchup defensively for the Raptors because uh, our best defender against LeBron is probably Siakam. Um, who isn't obviously like a LeBron stopper. We should just get rid of the idea of a LeBron stopper. Those don't exist. Um, but Siakam has like the quickness and the length to at least like stay with LeBron. Um, of course, he's not strong enough. And, you know, we'll see what happens when. Um, and plus, like, LeBron is at the point now, and I feel like all basketball is at the point now, where it's just like you have a tremendous individual scorers that can just be like, mm, let's just get a brush screen. Let's get a, let's get a switch. And then it's over. Like, it's it's so hard to have just one guy guard one guy. Um, but if Siakam is our best defender against LeBron, then, like, how do you shuffle your lineup such that you have Siakam guarding LeBron for a maximum amount of time? Because it's it's going to be tough to fit in your front court. Like, if he's going to be playing small forward, then it's going to be hurting your spacing. And you if you put OG to the bench, then, you know, who knows how that affects the rotation. And... You know, if you take Siakam away from the bench, that how do you know, like, how does that affect the bench? And then also at the same time, like, if you put Siakam at power forward, like, who do you put at center to guard Love in those lineups? Because if it's Ibaka, then Ibaka might not be able to get the rebounds and, you know, his mobility is just not great out there. And he's really been cooked by Love a lot. And if it's JV, then God help JV because JV looked helpless against Love early in that game. 
Yeah. I don't like. I don't know where Bebe fits in all this. Bro, what? I'll be honest with you. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna okay. throw that out there. I have no idea where Bebe fits in all this. Bebe's gonna be chair from the bench, bro. I'm just saying, man. He's got long ass arms and he's mobile enough to close out fast enough. Yo, maybe you just throw him out there as the five in that lineup. Just for like, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. If if I ever see Bebe on the floor guarding LeBron in an important moment, I'm gonna snap. <laughs> That's it. That's the it. thing is, I'm, I'm not too worried because all I know is that Cleveland can't guard us, like in right. any shape or form. They cannot. That's so, another takeaway. Like, Cleveland's gonna get their two or three games of hot shooting, and we are gonna blow them out in two games. And then there's gonna be one close game we'll win, and then there'll be one close game that's gonna mat- decide the series. And yeah. that's kind of how it's gonna go down. Because here's the thing: okay. you're like, we can worry about Siakam spacing if he's playing the three, but also it's like. Siakam as a ball handler basically annihilate like they they can only put together two consecutive like good defensive plays where they can stop the first action and they can get the right help rotation mm-hmm. and then you just reset and they blow it like they just have yeah they're so they, like you, people talk about the Raptors youth and it's like bro the the Cavaliers are going to rely on Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson yo. In the playoffs, Larry, like yo, I'm a I'm a Lakers fan. Like I'm an old old time Lakers fan. Yeah. Shout out to Tariq. Clark. I sh- bro. <laughs> Shout out to Travis Ware and uh, Kelly Kelly uh, Ryan Kelly. Shout out to Andrew Gadlock, bro. Mini yo, Mamba. Yo, you're not real unless you're cheering for my guy Sun Yue. Summer League legend. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, like I can't like they're gonna rely on Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance to play big minutes for that team, mm-hmm. and that's hilarious to me. Yeah. Like I don't like Larry Nance, a smart player, but really, as that like you're gonna expect that guy to play thirty, thirty five minutes, bro. That guy and, is like, just like young Amir Johnson. The playoffs, like these guys haven't been on. This is their first time they've had a winning record in their entire careers. Yeah, look at Rodney Hood. Even Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is honestly just Terrence Ross with a higher usage rate. Also, like. Like this is like something that's like noted. I swear, like Rodney Hood had like has issues like with stomach issues, where like before games, like he'd be called like he's in the starting lineup, and the Jazz don't know whether he's gonna actually start or not because he could have stomach issues before the game. Well, I relate to that heavily because yeah. I got a weak stomach too. Exactly. So it's like like okay, <laughs> you never know if I'm gonna write ten things. You know. Actually, I wonder that's how it was the playoffs last year in the Utah. But again, it's like also I'll like. You look at the Cavs as, like, defenders. It's like, okay, none of these guys can actually guard DeMar, so they're going to double DeMar, and we're just going to, like, move. Like, we did a great job moving the yeah. ball. And DeMar did a good job of, like, I think the Raptors had a good, like, idea of where the next pass is going. Like, all season the Raptors, def- like, moving the ball-wise, the Raptors have been very good at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's just a, it's more of an issue of, like, defensively, can we guard, which I don't think is, like, really necessarily a question, like, that has a good answer because like you're not really gonna stop LeBron and Love when they're in the front court with other shooters. It's just how much can you score against them, um, and uh, it's a question of how much can you stop them. Like how much resistance can you put up? Uh, can you at least, you know, if they're gonna score at will, like can you at least try to get them to take shots that you want the like as a defense you want them to take a shot out of the left corner and it has to be a J.R. Smith shot or, you know, what I mean like or or is it just gonna be LeBron going to the rim all the time because. Yeah. Like, if LeBron averages yeah. 40, 40, 12, and 10 in the series, we're, we're going to lose. We're done. But that's the case for any team, not the Warriors. Yeah. So, it's like, all right, we'll take that L. But, like, yo, like, I think, I, 
Also, I, I, I'm very suspicious about LeBron. Like, I understand he's like this physical specimen, mm. but it's gotta fall off at some point. No, there's no, just so many minutes. You know, he's got the Costco membership. I mean, I mean, Balco membership. So, you know, the man's gonna gain seven pounds in a playoff game again. It's ridiculous. Mm. Suspicious. Ridiculous. Suspicious. Yo, by the way, Rodney Hood, I looked it up last year in the playoffs. Nine points a game. Not bad. 35% shooting. Not bad. 26% from deep. Oh, so he's basically like DeMar. So it's a wash. Bro, this guy, I'm telling you, this he's Terrence Ross, man. Like, people were <laughs> gassing up Rodney Hood. I'm like, no, this is West Coast Terrence Ross. All right? So nine points, 35% shooting, 29% shooting, right? That's his, that was playoffs last year. This is Terrence Ross. And they were against the Clippers, weren't they? Yeah. Good Ter- God. Terrence Ross in 2016. All right, fewer minutes. So on a per 36 minutes, about the same. Six points, 39% shooting, 33% from deep. So Terrence Ross arguably outplayed Rodney Hood <laughs> in the playoffs in their most recent playoff appearance. Yeah, bro, Rodney Hood put up 35% shooting and nine points a game being guarded by J.J. Redick. Yeah, seriously, man. J.J. Yeah, Redick and, like, um, you know, probably Austin Rivers. Like, <laughs> he had he – had, one game where he took more than six shots and shot over 50% from the field out of 11. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Rodney Hood goes up against this, but it's unlikely is what I'm saying. Nah. So, I, I'm, I think it's I'd, close, man. I think, look, ultimately, like what you said before, like the Raptors are going to play a couple close games. It, the Raptors are going to win at least one, and that's progress. That is progress against LeBron. I also think not having Kyrie Irving low-key hurts the Raptors, man. Oh, yeah, because, yo, last year, like, I was at game three. Yep. I kid you not, up until the third quarter, we were still up. Mm-hmm. And we were just, dist- basically, it was like, anytime Kyrie and Kevin Love were on the floor, we just attacked them relentlessly, and we got yeah. a bucket whenever we wanted. And then they just said, all right, screw it. They sat Love, they sat Irving, and they just played LeBron, Corver, Fry, oh, JR, and God damn it. I, that's actually the scariest thing to me, the scariest thing to me. Is LeBron Love, Corver, Jr. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, George Hill. Nah, George Hill. I don't care about George Hill, but they can put George Hill as that fifth spot. Yeah, but it's just, dude, Kyle. I yo, why do the they Hawks. have Kyle Corver every fuck single day? The Hawks. Fuck the Hawks. I, I, I hate. Like, they fuck that. <laughs> why, yo? Why did you need that? Oh, man. What did they get for him? What did they get for him? I'm looking at it right now. I'm pretty sure it was a 2020 first round draft pick that was like super protected or something like that. It was 2019 first round pick that is top 10 protected. So they got that. Or they so they're gonna get, get that. that pick. They they might get if LeBron leaves, they're not even gonna get that pick. Yeah, LeBron's gonna leave. They're not gonna get that pick, bro. And they took on extra money. They took off Mike Dunleavy and Mo Williams' bum ass. I I I hate the Hawks. So I hate much. the Hawks, man. Yo, listen. Fucking Mike Budenholzer's baby ass face. Yo, seriously, man. Look, listen. Mike Budenholzer really looks like a baby that needs a diaper change. But like, <laughs> like yo, Atlanta has lost to LeBron like four times in the, in the last decade in the playoffs. So why would you just gift him a player for free? Why? I don't think it's talked about enough. Like nobody ever talks about. How Atlanta just, like, man, that's bull bullshit. Bro, yo, listen, Kyle Corver led the league in three-point shooting percentage last year. <laughs> they just gave him away. <laughs> For what? 
And then they didn't even they didn't even rebuild. They didn't. They, didn't even they just let Paul Millsap walk a year after letting Al Horford walk. Like, bro, what are you doing? And Demar Carroll, bro, what are you doing? And then they signed. And then, worst of all, they signed Kev Bazemore <laughs> and Dwight Howard to like a combined forty million dollars. And Dennis Schroeder makes fifteen. Oh my god! And now and now Boonholzer's playing his son. <laughs> I hate the Hawks, man. I hate him so much. I hate the Hawks. Yo. Yeah. I swear to God, Kyle. Kyle Corver, that's the scariest thing. Because, like, yeah. it's just like if Kyle Corver gets hot, then it's like, how the hell do you guard LeBron, Kyle Corver, and Kevin Love? You don't, man. That's the thing. You don't. You, can't, like, you could you score against them. You know, here's the thing. You could score against the Cavs. No problem, right? Like, really, there is no problem scoring against the Cavs. But eventually the Cavs will say, we're going to take away the paint. And we're going to double your drives. And you're going to have to swing into an open three-point shooter. And it's just like our open three-point shooters are not going to make as many threes as the Cavaliers' open three-point shooters. Maybe over the course of the series, a, a couple times the Raptors outshoot them. And if we outshoot the Cavaliers, we win. Yeah. But the law of averages, I mean, the, the Cavs just have better shooters. That's just where it's at. Yes. Bro, imagine if we had Kyle Korver. Yep. It'd be over. We got CJ Miles, though. CJ Miles. Yep, we got CJ Miles. Which, by the way, we don't want to. We don't want to rehash. We don't want to just dig up dirt on everybody. That's that's not great. But CJ Miles in the playoffs last year was. Uh, <clears throat> Man, yes. he was playing with Paul George. Bro, remember when Paul George was like, "Why are you shooting that shot?" Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Paul George, you've never hit this shot." Yo, Shout Paul- out to Paul George going 0-7 today. By the way. Yep. To continue, yo, Paul George has been the most garbage. Since the All Star break, man, he's yeah, been like ass. people, people are trash on Melo, but like Melo went on. Melo deserves the trash, man. Did you see Melo today? Yeah, he was at awful. There's a like, possession Mello where he like shot a three that he missed it, like, and he, he got the offensive rebound, and he missed it again. But yo, but the problem is like, dude, like you, you're not in that position if Paul George even plays like half of what he's billed as. That's true. That's true. He does not play like a star. Like people are like, yo, like I've just, I honestly ask questions like, who's a better player? Who would you rather have, Paul George, Demar Derozan? Uh, and it's like peak at their very peak. Paul George's peaks are like literally superstar level. Yeah, of course. That's truth. His but the problem is, is he hits his peak like once every five games. Yo, listen, Paul George's floor is Contavious Caldwell. <laughs> He's not that far from KCP sometimes, <laughs> man. Yo, how sick would the Lakers be if all they got after this whole season was just Paul another George. a better KCP? <laughs> KCP with parole. That's what they're going to get this summer. <laughs> They'd win 35 games. Yeah, for sure. That's Yo. what a Paul George-led team would win, 35, 36 games. Yeah. Um, Yo, by the way, CJ Miles against the Raptors, 2015-16, 3.4 points a game in that series. 26% yeah. shooting, 10% from deep. And Masai was like, we need that. We That's fine, man. They also had Solomon Hill shooting 65%. That is true. I'm pretty sure him and Solomon Hill And they Hill had Jan Mahimi going like 85%. Well, he was getting guarded by the best big man in the league, so. Hey, the best backcourt. Frontcourt. The frontcourt, frontcourt. Front backcourt court, is yeah. awful. They don't pass yeah. the frontcourt. Um, They're trash. They're too fat. Fat and selfish. That's what our backcourt is. Yep. Yep. Uh, quickly. Next week, the Raptors play the Nuggets on Tuesday and the Celtics on Friday. Uh, the Nuggets are a win because uh, the Nuggets literally don't know how to win games anymore. The Nuggets so, are also on a crazy long road trip. Yeah, they're going to lose. Most Nuggets, likely. 
going down like that. I don't know unless Jamal Murray just like it's in Toronto, right? Yeah, Jamal yeah. Murray might just have like his um. Jamal Murray gets up for games. I like Jamal Murray. I like Jamal Murray too. He's oh, actually, the, the Celtics game is on Saturday, so the Raptors are gonna have three days of rest for that Celtics game. I have a, I have, a, I don't know. We'll see what they do with the Celtics. Bro, Al Horford like scores might... twelve points a game. Huh? Man, that's an All Star. Yo, Al Horford averages twelve Alford? points. Yeah. Yo, but would it you take Al Horford me. instead of Serge right now? Of course, of course. Of course. But I'm just saying. I mean, I've had this discussion too with Wolfon, but many times, many times, I might rather have Serge than Al Horford, depending on the context. Yo, honestly, are the Celtics going to get out of the first round? No. No, right? No. If Kyrie doesn't come back, they're done. Like, yesterday I was so mad because I was like, man, LeBron's really going to sweep Indiana and then sweep the South, uh, sweep Miami in the second round. Yep. And we're going to have to go six or seven games with the Bucks, and then six or seven games with the Sixers and then get to arrested LeBron, who's going to take home court in game one. Yeah. That's complete bullshit. And you know how reckless Joel Embiid is. He's probably going to murder Pascal yeah. Siakam in the process. Take his body back to Cameroon. They're both in Cameroon, right? Yeah, he probably won't murder him then. Yeah, they're buds. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, two wins. Let's, let's say two wins, man. Come on, let's work. Yeah, sure. I'd do everything's a win. 61. I, I, but I do think, I do think that they will hit 12 threes in each game. Okay, if they, I mean, yeah, the Nuggets defense is ass. And the yep. Celtics defense is not ass, but the Raptors, they're going to try to collapse the middle first and foremost because they got no shot blocking. So Raptors should get open threes. Yeah. And health tip, instead of getting fries with your free tenders, get mashed potatoes. I think they're lower on the calorie count. And then just use the mashed potatoes as dip instead of getting a dipping sauce for your tenders. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, mashed potatoes are great. Let's be real. It's right. so good, Mashed man. potatoes are great. When people yeah. say they don't like mashed potatoes, I don't understand. I don't understand you. And why? here's the thing. I don't, get, I don't get why people get dipping sauces at Popeye's. You have the mashed potatoes right there. Okay, I don't understand why you're dipping in a mashed potato, bro. That's kind of so weird. Good, man. Yo, trust. It's the, the, you got the gravy on it, so it's already like got some chicken flavor to it. Then you dip the tender into the mashed potatoes. It softens it. It like and it's it's just great. It's amazing. Try it. Try there's it. There's not enough fluid. Like there's not enough like. No, no. Trust me. Trust me. Trust right. me. It works. All right, Raptors. Make fifteen threes, bro, or whatever. Whatever. It's twelve. If you really want to go to sleep, dip your biscuits. Dip your biscuits in mashed potatoes. Oh my no, god. I think you're gonna knock out. Nah, the move is to to put honey on the biscuit, man. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't move too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll take some Twitter questions. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket, Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Aside is still here. Somehow still alive despite uh, tax season, um, taxing him mentally and physically. What, aside, when you hear what the Raptors talking about how much basketball they're playing and how much how tired they are, are, are you just like that's ridiculous? Like you're working like 18 hours a day? No, no, no. I I enjoy it because at least I get like yo legit. Like it was like I worked 14 straight days and in those 14 straight days I had nine straight. I had like nine meals of Popeyes. Mm. But the mm. only thing that pissed oh, me off, I was like, man, the Raptors are playing so many games. Like I can feel it in my arteries right now. <laughs> I hope you're exaggerating. <laughs> I really hope you're exaggerating. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me get you some Tums, man. Let me get you some Tums. Um, all right. Let's, let's take some Twitter questions. Uh, first one from Karn Sharma. What, uh, what makes Siakam our best option on LeBron? Is he better than Tucker last season? Yes. Why? Cause PJ Tucker just looks like he, like, I don't know. PJ Tucker looks PJ like- PJ Tucker shaped like a snapping turtle, man. Yeah. Like, if I saw PJ Tucker, I would go harder. I think when LeBron sees Pascal Siakam, he's just confused. LeBron did seem kind of confused when, when he first got guarded by Siakam. Like, <laughs> first off, I don't know you. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, and then second of all, I was like, why are you so quick? Like, you're always in front of me. Yeah. No, I think, I think the reason is just cause like PJ Tucker is like, he, he, I don't think PJ Tucker can ever guard LeBron. I think LeBron's cooked him every single time. Cause like PJ Tucker's a great defender cause he's strong, mm-hmm. but he isn't long or like athletic or can jump or anything like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, against LeBron, like, LeBron's going to be just as strong as you, and he's just going to blow by you all the time. Yeah. And Pidgey Tucker like, gets a lot of uh, plays yeah. because he yeah. fouls, and he guards in space. But if you're yeah. making him guard one specific person, it's not so easy. Yeah. Like, PJ Tucker works great against guards. Like, yeah. against, like, shooting guards. Tomorrow. Shooting guards and, like, power forwards he can go because they're they're on the opposite spectrum. One's too slow. The other one's not strong enough. Mm. But I don't, like, against LeBron, he has no chance. Yeah. Pascal has a bit of a better chance. The one thing that you do have a shot against LeBron or any type of like imposing like forward is if you can put a guy with speed and length on them, mm. so that way they can't just body into you and get space because they can move their feet fast enough to just stay in front. Because the biggest thing is when you're playing a guy who's like stronger than you is if you can just stay in um oh crap if you can just stay like in line between their body and the rim. At all times, like if you can move fast enough to just stay middled up against them, mm. then you can usually force them into like make having to take at least an extra decision or force an extra step or like when they go up for a layup, they might have to go, take off half a foot shorter. Mm. So I think that's why what makes Siakam a better defender against him. Whether that's gonna matter it won't because LeBron will just you know when he wants to step back to the left and hit a three because apparently he can do that now. Yeah, that was so rough. <laughs> I can't believe the Le- Le- LeBron scored on Demar Carroll. Man, the man makes his whole salary on based on being able to stop LeBron. All right, uh, next question from Jacob. Maybe Jakob. It's probably Jacob. His last name is McPherson. Uh, what are the odds pa- uh, Pascal Siakam gets a playoff start? Hmm. Matter, I, I, it's just I, so hard. Like, cause this is the thing. It's not as straightforward as a, we're just gonna start him and everything's gonna be fine. Like, the rotations will get completely busted if you just move Siakam to the starting lineup. First off, are you gonna go three bigs? Because that's weird. If you're gonna go two bigs, then, um, who are you taking out? Uh, and then if you do go two bigs, then how are you gonna move your entire bench rotation around such that you have one of Surge or, uh, JV in with the bench because the bench wants to play fast and they have a whole synergy that neither Surge or JV really fit in at all with. Um, and then if you're playing Siakam at three, then I guess if you could put OG in Siakam's spot, it's not so bad, but is there, is there enough spacing and also yeah. like, um, just minutes wise. Plus you won't have Siakam with Pirtle. I mean, like it's a whole thing, man. It really is a whole thing to move the backup power forward yeah. into the small forward spot. 
I don't I don't know how many adjustments they're going to make with the starting lineup. I think the only one that I could possibly see happening, and it would have to be like a specific matchup that they do it, is that they put Fred Van Vliet in the starting lineup, move DeMar down a spot. Yeah. And you then, can... in, which you can do because then you can run have DeLon run the second unit. Yeah. And then you have Pascal as the secondary ball handler, which they've started to do a lot, by the way. Casey, oh, my God. I can't believe Casey's such a bad coach. Bro, that he put awful. lineups out there where Siakam <laughs> has to be the main ball handler. Like, what is he doing? Why yeah. is he trying these different lineups that have not been used before? I can't believe he's trying to make him gain experience or something. Yeah, that's, like, so weird. Like, why would you test out lineups that you haven't used before yeah. when you're already, like, locked into the top two seed and are going into the playoffs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so really confusing to me. Shouts to Casey, man. Shouts, Shouts to Casey. To Casey. It's, not like, it's not like Casey can do no wrong. Like, but, like, like yo, when, yo, Casey, you know what the one thing with Casey I will complain about? This man has to stop, like, taking the quick two when you need a three. If you have one timeout and you're down three with, like, 15 <laughs> seconds left... You cannot take the quick two. You just can't because you have to foul. Then you got to come all the way up the court and you have to shoot a three. So all you're basically admitting to yourself is basically my chances of drawing up a good shot for a three is less than just pure randomness, <laughs> which like you know that's not good. It's not good. And plus, Dwayne, yeah, I, I don't know. You drop a lot of good plays this year for threes, man. Yeah, like, I think part of it. I think part of it has been like I think they do run a play for the open three, but the problem is like if it gets broken up. Then the call is, yo, if it is broken up, just take the take the early two. So you think that was just good Cavs defense on that point? Yeah, I think because they to Demar, like, and also because like Demar got open, Demar, and I think Demar, the he was supposed to get to the corner. I don't think he got there fast enough. Mm. So they took their early shot, which I'm like, okay, it's fine. Also, um, didn't the Cavs come down and miss a free throw? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. CJ Miles. We didn't have CJ Miles. That's that'd yeah. be a good guy to have for a catch and shoot three. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Also, you just like talking about catch and shoot. Like I was watching the like the Raptors Instagram story, and they had like Fred VanVleet just like catching and shooting corner corner threes. Mm. So I noticed this like two years ago, but Fred VanVleet, like one of his biggest like like attributes is that he has big ass hands. Okay. Like this dude, like one of the reasons that I think makes him so effective at his size is that he's got really big hands. This is the one thing that Steve Nash had as well. It's like he had really big hands. I'm gonna look at so see, did, I'm gonna look at Fred all different now. Yeah, yeah. So like with Fred, like I was just watching this video and every time he catches the ball, it just sounds like like a, like so like a mitt. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just like hand. a loud thud when it hits his hand. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> large hand. Yeah, I I noticed that it was a it was like summer. Remember that summer league game they played two years ago against like that random Spanish team? Oh yeah, we're talking about San Lorenzo de Almagro. Yeah, San Lorenzo. I had free tickets for that game. Yep. So okay. I went down. We left to like the the halfway through the third quarter. And Yo, got, didn't like, Anthony Bennett play in that game or something? Yep, Anthony Bennett played. That game. <laughs> Yo, you got a rare chance to see Anthony Bennett. I don't know, man. Is Fred's hand so big? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It, they look kind of regular size. Oh, oh actually, I don't know some angles. They look pretty big yeah. actually, but. Just watch the Raptors Instagram video. There's the one where he's shooting. Like you'll just see it. Like, mm. yeah. That's why. Like when he does that one cuff layup where he uh, like the cuff. Uh, sorry, not layup. Cuff uh, where he cuffs the ball and he goes um in, on his in and out dribble mm. when he snakes a snakes a pick and roll. Yeah. Like you can just see he cuffed the entire ball. Got big ass hands, man. No, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm seeing a picture of him holding the ball in front of his face now, and the hand. Is, also, like, he's five eleven. Like he's five eleven. Yeah, his hand is almost as big as Demar's whole face. Yeah, and Demar's got a long face, man. Yeah. Um, it's mostly it's like fifty percent forehead, but you know it is what it is. 
<sighs> a lot of these questions are repetitive, so I'm going to skip through those. All right, this one for Fuzz was. Shout out to Fuzz was. Devoted, defeated pie listener. Do you think Surge is too caught up in the Mafuzi style hype right now? Since the video dropped, something's changed. So I'm, I'm going to look it up, but, uh, what do you think of Surge's style? Just personally. You like Surge's style? I can't, I couldn't pull it off, but yeah, of course. Of course you can't pull it off, bro. What are you talking about? And Surge is so swag. Surge is very swaggy. I, I wish he was like, like he, he cared more about basketball. <laughs> but like, <laughs> oh man. Alright, I'm gonna look up the specific stats of what happened after the Mufuzi style video. So, that thing I posted on February 20th, 2018. And thanks to Basketball Reference, you can look up players from specific dates. So let's do that. February 20th. Alright. So I'm going to exclude that Hornets game because that was February 20th. Surge, since that video dropped, 11 points, 44% shooting, 29% from deep. All right, that's fair. And then before that, he was shooting... This is what people listen to the podcast for, huh? Before that... Surge was averaging 14 points, shooting 52% from the field, and 41% from three. Hmm. Mafuzi style. Yep. It's a good song. A lot of guitar. All right, next one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to stretch it, man. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, Ball and Roll asks, uh, how much does it help Lou Williams' confidence on the court having two girlfriends off the court? Aside, have, uh, as someone that has, um, two girlfriends off the court. What? For you. I don't know what you're talking about, my guy. Yeah. Still the no bay lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We'll just move uh, past. We'll move past. Lou Williams has a lot of confidence, and rightfully so. Yo, Lou Williams hit some disgusting shots in that fourth quarter. He, that last three that he hit from the right elbow, yeah, where he didn't have a dribble left, I was like, man, like once that went in, it was like, okay, yeah, like he hit, like he came down, and hit three straight or four straight shots, and none of them were like poorly guarded. I don't think. Well, I was just like, man, like that's tough. It it is it is. I think he just honestly, I I think like. He gets into a rhythm, and if and you don't totally. do anything to disrupt that rhythm, uh, he's just gonna keep hitting shots. I would have liked to see the Raptors double team him like one time. Yeah, but man, imagine like that's such a sad team where it's like you need like the other the other team diff- double teams with Lou Williams. I mean, bro, like, what like, else what you gonna do against the, it's the Clippers, bro? Like, do you really need someone guarding Cinderius Thornwell? Like, come on, man. First off, that guy's a, that guy's a Hufflepuff from from Cinderius. <laughs> Yo, come on, that's a Hufflepuff. Like, defense against a dark arts teacher, right there. He's in for Dumbledore's army for sure. <laughs> oh man, God. Let's see this next question. What's left? I mean, I don't know, man. Okay, here's the last one, all right? Who ends up with the eighth seed? Who do you want for the eighth seed? Um, if it's the Heat are in the mix for the seven and eighth seed, could the Raptors tank to get the Heat, basically? 
because um, the Raptors play the Heat in the last game of the season. Um, who do you want for the seven slash eight seed? Well, the Raptors are going to rest everybody that last game. I'll tell you that. Um, they might. Okay, I look, would, they, they're playing I Detroit would. too, so they might rest. They're definitely they going to rest everybody Detroit. the last two games. Though, like honestly, I'd rather they play the Heat. Yeah, same. Just because like the Heat, like they'll make stuff hard. The only thing is the Heat might injure somebody. That's the only problem. We're deep, man. Yeah, we're deep enough. <laughs> but like, if we have to lose someone to win a round, like in five games, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing. Yeah. Is Whiteside out for? Is Whiteside out for the season, or he's just out for a little bit? Nah, he's he's fine. Why don't get you? Like he got injured a couple of days ago, didn't he? What? Yeah, I swear. That's not good for that's not good for us. Whiteside. I know Whiteside is like a net negative. He's actually really useful to have out there because JV owns his ass. Whiteside is actually just JV. He's much worse than JV. Yes, that is true. Like it's really, really funny. Uh, and he's also very sensitive. Like you could really yeah. bait him into making bad decisions too. The one thing I do like, I was less, I was more afraid of Miami before they got Dwayne Wade, but now they have Dwayne Wade. I know that if the game is tight in the fourth quarter, we might, we're gonna actually win the game. I mean, what's there really to be afraid about with what the Heat like? Goran Dragic yeah, Gor- is like Goran Dragic, yeah. Goran like, really? Dragic doing Goran fourth quarter stuff is a little, dude. Goran Dragic fucking owns our ass. He's owned our ass since he was in Phoenix. Okay, but like that's because we don't really have big men that can d- defend like a pick and roll for some reason. He's right so now. he's so like marginal, like good at the margins. Yeah, he's a perfect Houston Rockets player. That, oh, I'm not surprised one one bit that he used to play for the Houston Rockets. My favorite Goran Dragic fa- fact is that he's like mortal enemies with Sasha Vujicic. <laughs> what? He hates Sasha. Vujicic. I'm pretty sure he got Sasha Vujicic kicked off the Slovenian national team. I thought Sasha Vujicic was uh, was was Serbian. No, they're all Slovenian. Oh, they're all he's Slovenian. Okay. Yeah, but he hates that guy. <laughs> Sasha Vujicic isn't he married to like? He was married to Sharapova for like three years, I think. That's pretty swaggy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dragon <laughs> broke that up too. But yeah, I think if if we get the Heat first round, that'd be dope. I think even if we get the Bucks first round, we'll be fine. I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here worried about us losing in the first round. No. But, but I like, do think that we should try to influence the opponent. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to get the Heat. Yeah. Because also that would mean that Boston would lose in five games. Yes, definitely. Which man. would be hilarious. Yeah, and it would also mean that LeBron would have to face Giannis. I want to see that because I think Giannis Which would be fun. Full like full tilt against LeBron is pretty much the only guy that can guard LeBron. Like I would love to see. Like it's not going to happen anymore, but I would have loved to see Cavs Sixers in the first round. But since that won't happen, because I just want to see like Cavs Sixers is also LeBron nice too, because Ben Simmons would be can fun. stay in front of LeBron a little bit, and then Embiid yeah. at the rim is a huge impediment. Yeah. But what I really think would be peak would be like LeBron. Like first would be Cavs Washington, just so like just so Washington can no longer ever have any excuses. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, Washington. Washington is a bum ass squad. All right, like, can we just so talk bummed. about that? How have they never squad. won 50 games? And they talk so much trash. Dude, they lost to the New York Knicks at home today. <sighs> they lost that game? Yeah, Trey Berg had 19 on them. Mm, man, that's bad. Bro, Bradley Beal, who talks a big game, talks a big game, 14 points, 5 of 17 shooting today against the Knicks. Who who on the Knicks can even play defense? He won against Tim Hardaway Jr. and Frank Nathilakina. 
and scored. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I'm I'm done. Dog, they lost to Cornetto, bro. That's hilarious. Yep. No, Washington's not gonna win 50 games once again. They're already 40 and 33, so they can't even hit the hit the mark. Yeah, they're done. Yep. That team, I I would really like to see that. What I would go on the flip side, I'd mm. like I think we should play the Heat, but I'd actually really like to see a Raptors Sixers series. No man, like I know Come people on. are really scared of like, oh Joel Embiid. It's like, man, shut up, man. Them rookies, like, they still rookies. Like, okay, yeah, Embiid and Simmons play up to their day. But you really think uh, Buddy Boy Robert Covington is going to play up to it? No, I'm not worried about Robert Covington. Bro. You think Buddy Boy Dario Sarge is going to play this thing, man? Like, come Dario on. Sarge We've seen J.J. Reddick in the playoffs. Yeah, we have seen J.J. Reddick He's a playoffs. fraud. He's legitimately a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really I would actually very much like the Raptors to deal JJ Redick an L because I'm still not convinced he didn't just randomly drop that uh, as a prank in that video that he did. One hundred percent. And then he was like, "Bro, you me me <laughs> me? I'm offended. I'm offended. You would say that about me. <laughs> I'm offended. You're offended about the offense. Yo, that, that was such said. a cr- crazy apology, man. <laughs> He was like, I'm not apologizing for shit. I'm angry that you're angry at me. I think the wildest thing was, like, I, I clearly remember him having a podcast with Jeremy Lin, like, two years ago, <laughs> speaking about that ESPN article that used the word. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant he just straight up was like, yo, <laughs> next up on the podcast, my favorite, uh, the one and only Jeremy Lin, chink in the armor. <laughs> like, oh, my Lord. JJ, JJ, I still don't quite believe you, JJ. Oh, man. It was a prank. It was a prank. He got away with yeah. it, though. He really did. Yeah, nothing ever happens, man. Look nothing. at Mark Cuban. He's good. Yep, that's the nature of, uh, yep. Yeah, that's the nature, nature of Asians, bro. That's the, it cuts against us. Anyway, that's that. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Oh, I needed to give a shout out. Um, okay. Shout out to, uh, Winnipeg with an E's greatest, uh, at, Carthig three Abby. Okay. Oh, shout she out. said don't. Oh, she said she doesn't want one. Take it back. Okay, I'll take that shout out back. You are you. One shout out to you. No shout out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything All else? Right. No, that's about it, man. I got nothing. No SoundCloud, nothing. Nah, man. What am I supposed to do? I'm tired. Okay. All right. Man's just trying to sleep. Shout out to Popeye's uh, yeah. mashed potatoes, apparently. Yeah. yeah. A dipping sauce in addition to a, a food. It's uh, it's rare. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, the podcast will be back next week. Peace. Peace. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. 
Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.